What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. of the World's Team on Blogging the Voice Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I'm joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? I feel like crap, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I feel like... Um, He's not playing it cool. No, I feel like I just got hit across the face with a cold baseball bat and it's now giving me the snuffles for the rest of the evening. <laughs> a cold baseball bat makes you sniffly? Yeah, I, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. I really don't. I can't even that was a. It. Cold medicine-induced rant there. <laughs> yeah, like, you can tell I am t- not talking much sense at all. I Like, let's be honest, I don't even know if I'm going to talk much sense in this podcast today because I feel we're like We're going to find out. Yeah, we're probably better yeah, than me earlier. <laughs> but thankfully, I've got I've got a, my, my amazing co-host there to actually help me get me through this cold right now. So it's funny you yeah. say that because me and Kelsey have, both have no brain today, so that'll be really fun for all of us. Um, <laughs> but you know, we're here to talk about the, the Dallas Cowboys. That's always a fun thing to do. Oh um, yeah. Did you know that today is, um, the 21 year anniversary of Emmett Smith officially being the NFL's all time leading rusher? Oh, no, I did not. Very interesting. Fun fact. And still not broken to this day. So yes. It's true. Oh, I love those type of facts. It's it, it, it just the RJ there, pretty much. Because you know what RJ's like with his facts? He just br- pulls them out the hat from left, right, and center. And... Well, to be fair, this one is, was talked about a lot on Twitter mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So that's what uh, brought it to my attention. However, uh, like, uh, let's always relive the, the clip where he says, move over, sweetness. <laughs> Make room for Emmett, baby. He did, I added the baby at the end. He did not say that. Oh, man. Um, Emma Smith. Yeah. He surpassed the legendary Walter Payton. Mm-hmm. Not even like years ago. Not even like so the great Barry Sanders or Dickerson or all these other running backs throughout the history of the NFL have not managed to even get come close to what Emmett Smith has achieved. Like, and we're now seeing all these running backs now in the NFL as of right now, like your McCaffrey's. We actually thought Zeke would have been one of the guys to do it. That's not the case. You sure and, did. And no one, and I literally mean no one has actually came close to even getting close to that milestone. So I think that record is going to be there for a very, very long time. I hope he's celebrating accordingly. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well... Also on this, you know, lovely off week that we had, um, there's just been time to talk about trade rumors <laughs> as we approach the deadline. Um, some of which I hadn't heard of until you mentioned them earlier. So mm-hmm. 
and, and I told you, I was like, stop. I haven't even heard that one. Just tell me when we're recording. It's like, are we Bruno Mazza? Stop. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do so, love me some Bruno Mars. Yeah. So the big, the biggest talking point, we've seen a lot of multiple sources kind of talk, spreading the rumor mill out there on Twitter space and all other sources that Derek Henry is one of the names that's out there. Um, also, the the Denver Broncos are looking to offload a few players, apparently. So, the wide receiver Jerry Judy is one. Cornerback mm-hmm. Patrick Satan, an offensive lineman, Gal, uh, oh, what's his name, Guy uh, Bowles Garrett, uh, like the the offensive lineman. I need to double check. Uh, of the Broncos, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, my it's not Miles Garrett. It's not that, but it's like. No, oh, I can't. I can't remember is how you pronounce his name, but it's the offensive lineman. He was a first round draft pick a couple of years ago, drafted by the Broncos. But basically, those are the three guys that keep popping up. Uh, from uh, from they're just having a fire sale over there. Yeah, they're, they're, well, def- definitely. It looks like Sean Payton wants to kind of clear and literally try and think about next year, essentially. So try and get draft picks and make a statement next year of do some scouting by the looks of it. it sounds like you're talking about Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles. That's the one. I was close. I was close. Y- yeah. Right. Right in there. <laughs> yeah. I was close. I didn't, I didn't know this man until two seconds ago. So I love that for us. Yeah. yeah Garrett um, Bowles. Of those three, who do you think is an actual target? Or who do, who do you think would make the most sense? Out of the Broncos, that you would like for them to target if it was me, yeah, Garrett Bowles. To be perfectly honest with you, because we don't know, we don't know the long term longevity of Tyron Smith. We can speaking push, Ty- of. yeah. <laughs> speaking of who we can actually put Tyler Smith back out to tackle and put Garrett back in the middle, so that's like the most obvious solution for me, anyway. Okay, the other option could be. Jerry Judy, but again, there's the whole like J- Judy would make sense in a way because obviously what Michael Gallup is p- performing right now, there is a lot of question marks like with all the drop passes and the attempts and stuff like that. All the other right receivers are starting to slowly like get on track. Like in particular, like, CD Lamb had a great game. Um, yeah. And even they're just like misusing uh, Brandon Cooks. Cooks had a good game. He he was he was one hundred percent in terms of uh, targets. He was one hundred. Yeah, when they targeted him. Yeah, but um, yeah, but but I do agree with you. There has been a lot of. But you're uh, you're right. If you were really gonna, you know, I don't think this is necessarily where their heads are at. But like, if you wanted to move on from Michael Gallup, that would probably be a good way to do it. Mm. And I think Judy's definitely more better suit for that, that type of style, West Coast style, what mm-hmm. Carpenter's trying to achieve. But again, we don't know because I still, like like you and me, we don't think our offense are being fired on all cylinders and be utilized in the, in the correct manner. But again, right. who, are we, who are we to judge? We're not coaches, you know, we're just fans end of the day. So, um, right. but, but the Patrick Sutan one, I get it because we talked about him so much. It feels like a way to go back and write, not write your wrongs necessarily, but be able to do both. Uh, like I have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. And 
to be honest, he would be too much, too much to to, to try and acquire. I think personally, I think and so too. yeah, I, and I want and me personally, I want to try and keep hold of our draft picks for next year and try and think of like the next up and coming person from college who could play that position probably even better who knows but uh, I don't know but the Derrick Henry one really does interest me because if there is one thing we kind of lack in our running game right now is the physicality don't get me wrong like there is problems with our run game right now in certain games and that like Pollard like if he's running to the outside great like you can run a little bit the problems are inside run like Dodo does an okay job getting those extra yards, but it's not the finished article. It's not like breaking the breaking into the secondary mm-hmm. of the inside run. Derek Henry, Derek Henry can do that, and he's really, really difficult to bring down. And like you mentioned, I, I believe his family is actually based in Texas as well. Um, his, I, I'll call them in laws. I don't know if they're actually married, but they are very close. Hmm. So, so there's there's somewhat connections so, there. If that helps, yeah. That was... Grandparents are in in town, and he works out here every summer. Yeah, so there is a connection here. So, oh yeah. But if if that were to happen, I wouldn't be mad. But it just it would be really down to the fact: what did we trade for? That's the question. See, okay, <laughs> and this is I was, this might be like bias because I was just listening to a podcast about this um about them cowboys if you like listening to cowboys podcasts you should listen to that one um but Mishota was making the point um that like our first three draft picks aren't really doing much this year mm, that's true so and like and they did make the point you know when they're in the top of the draft order they draft better um, but you know, once you get past like when, like 28 is when they made the the Taco Charlton pick and stuff like that, and like you know, Mozzie Smith's down there. So, what are we? You could potentially not be giving up much if you're going to be in like the bottom of the order. If you're trying to win it all, you're picking 32nd. Like, mm. what do I care? That's, that's, <laughs> that's a fair point. I mean, it just really depends on what type of players come out of next year, really. Like. What's the expectation in the bottom order of the the, set, the first round, early second round? If that's our expectation, where we're going to be at, like, yeah. Uh, but well, because it's like, who are you trying to replace, and like, can you pick them up later if you end up going as far as you want to go? You know, yeah. If 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 it were me, this is going to be a bit of a controversial one. I would do a swap with Henry for Gallup and a low-end draft pick. I was going to say, I don't know. You're going to have to give up a little more than that. Is Derek Henry. I know, but... Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying... I'm, I'm, I'm just saying... I'm, but, 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 but hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah. Right, so, Michael Gallup, a third-rounder, and possibly a sixth rounder the following year. That should be like because I think Henry's in the last year of his contract as well. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, well, they'd still want him to the Titans to eat some of that money, though, is I think the problem. Mm. But um 
But we 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 can't we can't really speculate. It's just I know all, because all, like that so one gross. just seems so far fetched to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're literally are playing fantasy football here, or somewhat are playing Madden NFL. Right. Just, yeah, that's what. Yeah. Feel, and this is the it feels like going back to uh off season when free agency has its silly season again. Like with the trade deadline coming up, everyone's going up throwing their hands in the air. They just don't know what to do. Uh, yeah, but it's, yeah, but. Anyhow, anyhow. It sounds like um one David Hellman did write a article um about nine players that the Cowboys could target at the trade deadline, and he did consider their salary and what you would, you know, do to get that um under control. There's um he has what one, right, two, so, three. So regards yeah. to so so see with regards to salary cap, I'm gonna quote the great Brian Broaddus in this one. He made a great point on 105.3 The Fan the other day there. It's like, fans do not care about the salary cap. They just want to win. So, like... Well, like, right, but we also aren't in charge of doing anything about it. I know, but if this was Jerry Jones back in the 90s, he would have done it. Jerry's not really, like, pulling the strings anymore either. I know, but... Boy. I know, a cat, no well, cat, cat boy be capping. Well, Catboy needs to put his big boy pants and actually do something, to be perfectly yeah. honest. how he's making y'all look bad. Can you do something fun? <laughs> yeah, like, because if you that look at... That pirate move was, like a, is, was an interesting one. I wasn't expecting that. Because mm, I'm just thinking, like, what, what the Rams did. They did all these uh, ridiculous trades, and they still managed to get the Super... They, they got the Super Bowl that they wanted. But it did come with a cost, though. It, it did. But... I would ever take that sixth Super Bowl under our history books and maybe struggle for the next couple of years and rebuild again? Absolutely. If it gets us an our Super Bowl, I would do whatever it takes. Screw the salary cap. If LA, despite their disorganization and under the cap scrutiny they had, and still managed to make it work, why can't we do it? So No, I can I I think we've been harping on this since that happened actually like i'm i'm very okay with that and like look how how he's been able to wait, maintain wait, that team too i mean, take the, take, I mean I, well, yeah. yeah take the Eagles for example everyone thought the Eagles would have really struggled after the whole carson wentz um deal and they they traded for uh aj brown gave up that they yep. traded for Devan, uh, devante swift they got him They've stocked up on a lot of worms. They retained a lot of their guys. They got all the guys from Georgia. They're now known as the Georgia Eagles or whatever you want to call them, the Philadelphia Bulldogs. Um, <laughs> um, and they were in salary cap hell at the start of the season. And yet they've just signed Jalen Hurts to a brand new contract. And yet no one's batting an eyelid. Well, if you were going to extend Dak, that does free up some some space for you. And I wonder... I think they're going to wait till the end of the year to do anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally so agree. that's, they're like not sure what kind of money they're even playing with. If you think about it. Um, but yeah, I would love for them to take a page out of Howie's book. Um, not to, well, you know what? He does deserve a lot of praise, whatever. Um, I was going to say not to praise him too much, but. I know what you're. I know what I you're mean, saying. Yeah. I know, like, like this, despite I hate that. I hate the team. I hate. I hate the franchise of the Eagles. Yeah. But, but you credit and credit is due. Like yeah. Like they managed to kind of flip the script, and yet they're still competing. 
managed mm-hmm. to retain their players. They've managed to readjust the cap to suits them best. Yeah, we're we're seem to be really like we've got players that are coming up for contracts. We've got Parsons, we've got Digg. Well, no, sorry, Diggs just signed his new contract. Sorry, yeah. we've got Lamb coming up and all that type of stuff. Yep. Like, like that, no, there's a lot for them to take care of. And I think that's top of mind when they're, you know, looking at this trade deadline and what can we manage without it? I feel like they're just too conservative. conservative? Yeah. yeah. It's, it feels like, it, you know, that's the, it's such a funny word that it feels conservative in the front office and conservative on the football field. You know what? You're right. Yeah. And I don't like either one, okay? <laughs> I totally I didn't make that you. apparent, like, didn't make that apparent enough last week. Mm. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's been conservative and there's been very conservative, and I don't like it. Like, I like the fact that we're, we do try and play a little bit safe to kind of preserve some things, but not to the point where we're actually giving up like clear instances that we can actually still be like keep possession of the ball if that makes sense so yeah that, no that's I've what i don't this, like i've said this it just feels like mike mccarthy is more um affected by the the interceptions from last year than dak is so yeah you know yeah. anyways um We'll see what happens as we near the trade deadline. If anything heats up, um, mm. I'm sure we will discuss it. And also, they are all over that at bloggingtheboys.com. So make sure you check that out. But um, we have a we have a game to discuss. Yes, we do. You and I. Um, one that you're not going to have to stay up till four in the morning to watch. Thank God. And I don't have to lose any more of my hairline. So At least this week. <laughs> At least, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. And like... Only if they don't stress you out too much. So uh, well, there's a lot of, a, a lot of- it, well, there's the, it's, it's the cowboys. They would stress me out <laughs> regardless. So uh, until the clock hits zero zero in the fourth quarter, I will be stressed. Yeah. So yes, we're playing the LA Rams. So it will be a noon kickoff at Central Time. It'll be a six p.m. kickoff here in the United Kingdom. 7 p.m. in most parts of Europe. So, yes, it is a much better kickoff time for people across the world. And, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to this one because it's going to be a good test for likes of Dolan Brand against this type of offense. We've got Puka Nakua. How do you pronounce the second name? Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua. All right, there we go. Right. Yeah. It's a pure tongue twister for me with my bloody Scottish accent, I'm telling that's you. That's okay. That and the cold. So that's my excuse. Anyway, but <laughs> yes, so you've got Cooper Cup, you've got Puka Nakua, and you've got all the other weapons in there for the LA Rams right now. So and I'm just trying to get the weapons up just now. Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby, the tight end. Yep, that's right. You've also got... um You too, Atwell. Yeah. Oh, he, he had a he, he had, he had some the, fun he, names. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and you've got Demarcus Robinson out there as well. You've got and if the one thing I'm very jealous of in terms of the LA Rams right now, it's not the wide right receiver core. It's actually who they've got as their left guard right now, Steve Avia. We talk. We could have gotten him. Another guy we talked about. 
We talked about him a lot. Ex- extensively during <laughs> mm-hmm. the draft process. A guy I'm pretty I, sure I mock drafted him. Yeah, I think a lot of us did. Steve Avila was one of the top targets, in my opinion, uh, that Dallas should have went and tried and got. Um, but he ended up going to the Rams, and he's actually been playing very well. But uh, in terms of the quarterbacks, you've got former uh, uh, Highland Scots quarterback from Dallas, <laughs> Mr. Da- Matthew Stafford. So he's there, for Super Bowl winner, played most of his career in Detroit, now with LA, won a Super Bowl with him. Um, he's had a bit of a mixed bag of a season, I think. Um, he's played some good football since uh, Nakua and Krip have kind of emerged themselves out there and that. So, um, but yeah, the, the it's a weird one. Like, I kind of feel like there's it almost feels like Stafford's kind of more into that Kurt Cousins role this year, if that makes sense. It kind of sounds a bit of a dig because. You have moments. You have moments of pure brilliance, but there's moments where it's just like it's very questionable plays. Like, why would you throw it to there and double coverage? Why would you throw it there to like? But yeah, I, I, I'm. It's a, it's going to be a weird one. I think this game. That's what I was saying too. Um, I thought. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You can tell me how you feel about this, but I feel like it's going to be kind of a slug fest. Like, I feel like it's going to be like low scoring. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to be like defense heavy in my in my head, at least. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at their stats just now. So they're they have like brilliant players, but we have a we have a pretty good defense that I think can, you know, match up with them pretty well. Um and then as far as their defense goes, who's not scared of Aaron Donald? <laughs> yeah, well, who isn't like Aaron Donald's just an absolute beast. I feel as though Aaron Donald has kind of lost a step or two this year. I think he is starting to slow down a little bit. Yeah, but he's, he's when you start he's still... saying that, he's gonna come Sack Dak, and then I'm gonna be sad. <laughs> well, if if the, if Aaron Donald's the gets the sack, then then that's on me. Then I jinx this. There we go. Um, I'll come at you so hard. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but I, I was gonna I was gonna say that I'm just looking at the Rams' yeah. um, uh, score lines. They failed to score. I think they've I think they've failed to score more than thirty points per game this year. Actually, so let me just double check. Yeah, so they've won thirty to thirteen against Seattle. They lost uh, 30 to 23 to San Francisco, 19 to 16 loss to Cincinnati, won 29 23 in overtime against the Colts, lost 23 14 to Philly, won 26 to 9 against Arizona, and lost 24 17. So they haven't scored any more than 30 points per game. So, and at so on- he's 440. Right. Well, we are, well, our defense could. Our defense um, could do that. So, you know what? I hope so. Because I think that's going to be the key. It's our defense against our offense as well. Like, and I mean, 
if anything, I'm not as concerned about the Rams' defense as I would have been in previous years. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry. No, I, am, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I am, it's, so, it's I kind of have, like, um, like bias from like years prior. Um, they are someone like a team that I feel like we can take advantage of in a lot of ways. Um, it's just, I think the reason I have such a hard time thinking about us, like, you know, um, like having a high scoring game or something again. And obviously we had one earlier in the um, year, but you know, that was pretty defensive driven. If you think about it, Mm -hmm. um, it's just cause we've been, like we said, so conservative on offense. (laughs) So what, and you know what, if they can prove me wrong, like by golly, I'll be so excited, but I just like, I want to see them try something different and and what really, way though and what way like and to just like give Dak more like reads where he can uh mm. where run a little bit more like he's able to do that stuff like the the there, there's no run blocking so like I don't know how we're gonna you know get see, that see, established. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad that you mentioned about that running because that is definitely one of the parts of the system for the West Coast offense if all of your options are unavailable and you have a gap yeah. to run you go for we're it going. You go for it. It's supposed to yeah. be, and he that. will. But I feel like sometimes, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. But I'm just looking at their um their, their defense right now. Like yeah, obviously with um oh, excuse me, I feel like I'm a bit sneeze here. Oh god. I know you're struggling over there. Yeah, I'm really struggling right now. So apologies to our listeners right now. I do look like a bag of crap right now. So. <laughs> That's why there's not going to be any no short video this week because, uh, like I am, I look like crap, and begs like it's just like nope, no video this week, not doing it. So well, I look like crap too, but it's because I went to the gym. So, but at least you can flex your muscles. Unne- that was unnecessary information. Continue. <laughs> at least you, at least you can flex your muscles though. There you go. I'm wearing a giant. <laughs> Continue with your thought, sir. Sorry, sorry, Please I'm good. Thank you. You're good. <laughs> sorry. But You're yeah, look, yeah, looking at their defense, like like the Jonah Williams and Byron Young, that they uh the linebacker and the left defensive end and stuff like that. Those guys are actually pretty decent. Kobe Turner, their nose at nose tackle, has had some good games as well. But again, the question that more relies with their linebackers as well. Like a lot of them are kind of like they have been prone to kind of like leave a lot of gaps open for like passing plays and stuff like that and because i'm looking at their stats right now yeah sorry let me get it up here so total yards allowed passing yards allowed 220 yards per game and rushing yards 117 yards per game so and it's definitely a little bit more than what we're giving up per game but uh, in terms of their passing yards like as an offense they're actually score, they're actually passing more yards than this, but again, that's Matt Stafford. He's given yeah. he's given more c- control to do what he needs to do out there, and that's what we're kind of talking about. Dak and Mike McCarthy not giving him the opportunity to throw the ball, being too conservative. So I think that's kind of why the stats are down for the passing yards right now. Yeah, but in terms of rushing yards, it's almost exactly the same, one hundred and twelve to one hundred and nineteen. So in the space of like seven games, so yeah, it's. 
it's very tit for tat right now in terms of the stats. Um, but according to ESPN, we're seventy percent favorites to win this game. So I don't know what to make of that. Like, I still think this could be a lot closer game than people. Some people are saying it is because if there's one thing, Honestly, the more we talk about this, um. It really is just going to come down to how our secondary deals with uh, Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. Like, that's really how it feels. I will say if our offense actually shows up, then we actually will do well win the game convincingly. If we're playing the way that we Oh, yeah. I'm strictly talking about, like, how to contain them. But, yeah, you're so Oh, right. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, if, if our defense can play not like against San Francisco, yeah. then, then we're fine. I think we will be absolutely fine. Like let's, uh, let's do, do like a, the Giants game. Let's run those plays again. Oh, yeah, let's do that again. Yeah, let's just, just put Matt Stafford down to the ground and let's just get fumbles and picks. Digsy back in, RIP. But fumbles um, and pick sixes, you name it, let's get it. Yeah, cause a little chaos on the field. Um. You know, something I'm going to be paying close attention to this week, and especially because I feel like he's going to be dealing with Aaron Donald a lot, is um, Tyler Smith. And just mm-hmm. like, I want to, would like to get those penalties down. That's a concern. Did I, okay, this can't be right. Did the Eagles have zero penalties? <laughs> or was that just like a particular part of their team that only had zero penalties or had zero penalties? I'll be honest with you, I have no idea, but does it really come to does it come to does it come as a shot though? Because how many times has the Eagles actually got away with murder or for their offensive line? Lane Johnson in particular. Yeah. Like yeah. last year in particular, the amount of times that guy jumped offside and never got called for it was ridiculous. So I'm not surprised referees are not picking up what the Eagles are doing on terms of the yeah. offensive line. They committed zero penalties against the Dolphins. Yeah, that's Dolphins, just, I, I'm so, I, committed ten. I'm I'm sorry, like I I will need to rewatch that game, but I, I, but just based on that, I am calling that absolute BS. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just calling, I'm if, just saying that as had, is. If they I'm, had zero penalties, like whatever they're doing, y'all gotta figure that out. Because <laughs> oh god, I don't know. I really don't know. But I'd like to see some the discipline return to to this offense. And I I will say though, at least we know that Jalen Hurts is actually human. Oh, interceptions. Oh well, he's been doing that. I know, like, and this is enough. Who wants to talk about it though? Except for I know, but 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 again, this is something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago about my distaste for the mainstream media. Right. How can people talk about giving Jalen Hurts a pass and yet still talk about Dak Prescott? Because they want clicks and listens, and people, Cowboys will do that. If you talk crap about the Cowboys, you get what you want. It's poor journalism, that's what it is. (laughs) Putting it it nicely. It is poor journalism, you're right. So, 
that's all I'd like to say in that one. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just I just went from zero to 100 in a pure rant hey, there. Sorry. You and uh, Michael Parsons both, okay? <laughs> I do not blame him at all. Do not blame him. Like, I'm no, I don't either. It. I just wish that it wouldn't draw him so offsides. I don't feel like I like I'm not saying it affects his like gameplay or his like mentals when he, when it comes to playing football. It just I'm just like you're letting them get the best of you because then all they then they're just going to talk about you more. Yeah. It, it feels like you're showing only because you're talking, not because of what you're doing on the field. You know? Yeah, yeah, it feels like you're showing your cards too too early if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, hey, you defend Dak Prescott till the cows come home. I don't care. That's great. I love that. Mm. Um, I just, and I, and like I said, I actually really do enjoy his podcast when he's talking about, you know, football and especially when he's, you know, talking about like defenses throughout the week and stuff like that. Great stuff. But I'm like, you're getting too distracted when you're talking that not on the field, but like when you're talking about the media all day, you know? Yeah, but at least it's entertaining. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, I just, and he's not wrong. (laughs) I just wish. I know it sounds crazy, but I just wish the limelight was off us for a little bit and actually kind of like talk about other teams because I feel like the more limelight, the more clickbait is actually putting more of a distraction on us. Like yeah. the only person I really need we need to worry about is Dak, and if he has people taking care of that for him, then and that keeps him from having to worry about it. That works for me. Yeah, uh, no, I totally agree. And I, I know he like sees all this stuff, and I know he knows why people are so hyper focused on him. Um, I, and he he's a smart guy. Like I know he takes care of his mental health. He's that's a very big thing for him. Um, I don't know. I just it is annoying. I like Ryan Clark actually um defended him today against Stephen A. So <laughs> appreciated that. He's just like him as a person, like is a he's a great person, and we just need to keep that in mind when you're I, let me find it so I can repeat it back to you more eloquently than what I'm doing right now. Yeah. While we're doing that, I'm just kind of looking yeah, at all ahead. the. I'm I'm just looking at all the other key matchups, right? So I think like like we mentioned, Tyler Smith and Aaron Donald is definitely one to watch. I think like sort of um the other nose tackle I was I just kind of mentioned there um a uh, Kobe Turner against Bayadish would be quite interesting as well, and I'm very interested to see how our tight ends do against this linebacker set because their defense is. Very weird. Like they run a like it's like their base defense is a free four. Yeah. But they kind of really they're kind of like us in a way. They've got that type of hybrid, like linebackers become secondary, some of them become defensive linemen. Like they really do switch it up in that way a little bit. So I find that really interesting to see how likes uh Ferguson can really exploit that. So I find that's gonna be very interesting. I would love for Ferguson to figure that out. Um yeah. I dra- he's on my fantasy football team, so ah. <laughs> and my real football team, yay! Um, yeah, hold on. I was looking. I was trying to look up something in particular, and I don't know why I started talking. Classic. 
Uh, you were talking about the a Ryan Clark. Oh yeah, to close the loop on that real quick. Um, just he just said he's not a DAC apologist, but um, in big moments, if he doesn't produce, he should be scrutinized like any other quarterback. But he said, I do believe in him. And then he went on, blah, blah, blah. And he said, he's built through fire and that he forges the strongest deal. He has time to write his story. Boom. Wow. Might drop. Yeah. It was like the whole quote's good, but I'm not going to read that because then I just feel like I'm in English class, like doing popcorn reading. And I don't like that. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't blame you. Uh, but yeah, so what do yeah. you... So what do you find the outcome of this game is going to be like this this Sunday? Oh, God. Well, okay, so I originally was thinking it was going to be a slugfest. Now, now, now we've kind of had a bit of a more discussion about it. You're kind of thinking otherwise now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like the Cowboys are going to come out on top, I think, 27 to 21. Oh, that close. Wow. Okay. Because I do believe in their wide receiver core. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna go different on this one. I'm I'm gonna say we're gonna win more than that. Love it. Yeah, like I want you to be right. I don't want to be right. I'm gonna say Cowboys thirty-seven, like, and the Rams are gonna be seventeen, thirty-seven, seventeen. Damn. I hope so. I'm going to be at that game, so I want to be on my feet the whole time. Yeah, because don't get me wrong, like, Cooper Cup and Nakua are going to be a massive threat, but I have every ounce of faith in Delone Brand and Stephen Gilmore right now. I think those guys yeah. can, like, and let's be honest, like, I think Delone Brand's now ranked one of the top corners in the league right now in terms of, um, oh god, I can't remember what the exact statistic is, but he's, like, like I think he's, oh, I'll need to double check what the stat is, but I think it's the least amount of yards given up. And I think that, and I think he's number one, I believe. I think that's the stat, but I'll need to double check with uh, on on uh, online and that for so. But but for Gilmore and Bland, I think it's going to be a good test for them. But I think with them and likes of our secondary and stuff like that as well for the safety position. I think we'll be absolutely fine. I think the threat is going to be more Tyler Higby, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Like, and that's one thing we have had problems is in the middle, because we are shorthanded on our linebacker core. We all know that. We don't. Not all of them are like. How do I, sorry, I'm pure losing my words because I'm feeling like crap. <laughs> You're okay. Oh God, apologies, everyone. Um, yeah, I mean, you make a great point with um talking about Gilmore and Bland though just to highlight that really quick um and they're they are having great seasons especially bland like what a yeah. freak that man is um but apparently um if gilmore gets an interception this game it'll be the first time since 2019 that he's gotten more than or more than two in a season so let's do oh. that let's do it um, and also, and this is a, one thing we haven't actually talked about, it's about our defensive line, like especially on the edge, like for Sam Williams, you've got Micah Parsons and D-Law. Like, so, but we are we are expecting to see Micah play more linebacker than we are because of the short list of uh, people we've got at our linebacker court as of right now. But either way, putting pressure on Matt Stafford 
is what causes mistakes. So we need to attack this offensive line with full, like full throttle, pretty much. Put the pressure on Stafford from the get go. Make him make mistakes. If you give him more than the three seconds to really get himself placed and throw the deep ball, then we're in trouble. I mean, yeah, he's still got that arm on him, no matter how. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's what he's he's really renowned for. That like I, yeah. I, I, I like if that's one thing I do love about Matt Stafford. Great if not more. Yeah, yeah. So, Higby, Coop, oh, yeah. and Nakua. Tutu Atwell is great, too. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, Tutu Atwell. Like, he, focused he, he, on Puka and Cooper. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, like, he he had a great game. I, like Even though they lost to Pittsburgh, he had mm-hmm. a great game against them, I thought. Yeah. Like, he made some really good, like, uh, running off to the sideline catches and stuff like that. And, yeah, like, that's another guy you need to keep your eye out for. All right, what is your cheeky prediction of the week? Oh, my cheeky prediction this week. All right, okay. Um, well, I think the most obvious answer would have been going with um a Brandon Aubrey going for undefeated once again. But no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like <laughs> all, all, all hail the not logical. <laughs> all, all hail the Aubrey. Right, but but no, my special prediction is going to be uh Jake Ferguson touchdown within the red zone. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a red zone touchdown by Jake Ferguson, and it's going to be a cross route. I'm calling for a Stefan Gilmore interception. Oh, okay, okay. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm that, so I'm, I'm going to go with it. All righty. Well, the Dallas Cowboys play the Los Angeles Rams at noon on Sunday. So... All of our answer, or all of our questions will be answered then. In fact, let me. I actually I stand corrected in terms of the UK time because the time difference has just changed. The clocks have went. Yeah, the clocks have went back here in the UK, so it's five PM in the UK. <laughs> wow! So it's, so it's even better. Even earlier. <laughs> even earlier. So what a one great p- so, day so, for you. So six PM in Europe, so everybody. Early. I'm 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 all smiles despite I feel like crap. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have plenty of time to rest this weekend. Oh, definitely. I'll be getting my lamb soups, my chicken noodle soup. I'll be cozying my duvet, watching the game like an old pensioner. There we go. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, tell the people where they can follow along with you, chat with you about the game and all the fun things that will hopefully happen on the field. And send me some sympathy. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, no, guys, I'm only joking about the sympathy. You can send me abuse or whatever or not. But uh, you can follow me at IMPStu on Instagram and Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Someday I'll figure out how to make that transition. Um, I am at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. And um, make sure to check out bloggingboys.com. They have stuff. Um, anything that happens will be on that website for you to check out, um, especially with this trade deadline coming up. All the information you need is on the website. Um, be sure to tune in every single day because we have a podcast for you. Absolutely. Ever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Tell Paul that you're very happy that he gets to sleep this weekend. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and until next week. Go Cowboys. Dallas forever, Philly, Philly for, for never. never. <laughs>
We need to get that more in sync. <laughs> I, I don't even know if we can if we tried because we're like on we're on Zoom and we're you know across the pond. Who knows? I know. But anyway, guys, have a great weekend and go Cowboys. Goodbye. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.